0: you've tuned in to the lovely travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure my name is emma lovell also known as lovely and i have a mission to visit every un-recognized country in the world while raising awareness for mental health join me as we revisit some of my past adventures speak to fellow travelers and interesting locals all while following the journey to 195 countries i'll be joined soon by my co-pilot darius in germany and sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us.
1: Hello and welcome, everyone, to the Lovely Travels podcast. Emma, my dear, are you there?
0: I'm here. I'm here.
1: Hooray. Hello. How are you?
0: Well, and I'm literally here because we are talking about Queensland, and I'm in Queensland.
1: Yes, yes, the the land of Queens. Why is it called that?
0: Probably because Queen...
1: Elizabeth? Whoever was
0: at the time. No, it would have been Victoria we'll have to fact check this, would have been like, I want the Queensland as the, or whoever was naming states was like, yes, queen, I have named this one after you. And she was like, oh, thank you.
1: Oh, yeah, what's it called? <laughs> um, uh, uh, qu- Queensland?
0: Yeah, Victoria land. Oh, I want to make it more general. There's lots of queens. It's for all the queens. I'm a queen, you're a queen, anybody can be a queen. So that's why I live here, because I'm a queen.
1: Well, and what a fabulous land it is that we chose for the Queen.
0: It is. and I am very very happy to live here, and I'm very happy that you came to visit me when I was living here, and I plan to continue living here henceforth. Mm.
1: Fantastic. Um, it's a wonderful place to live. it's It's probably one of the favourite states I've been to in Australia.
0: New South Wales, cover your ears. You didn't hear that.
1: (laughs) New South Wales is nice, but Queensland's always had, like, a little bit of the holiday feeling.
0: It is. Tis the holiday state. Tis the sunshine state. Um, Mm. And, yes, tourism is a big, big deal here. And a lot of Australians tend to holiday here. I think a rite of passage, we talked about it on our wonderful Gold Coast episode, but a rite of passage is having that Gold Coast holiday um, as a child, and I think that's still, you know, it, it's a very easy destination. Um, it's very well done in that respect. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, it's a bit, uh, well, you know, we've actually got a lot of um, cool things happening and all that, but it is a bit holiday 101. But that's what you want when you're tired and you want to take the kids somewhere and you just want a break. You're like, yep, lots of stuff and nice weather and mummy can sit by the pool. Thank you. As a parent now, I get I get Queensland. <laughs> I get it.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And then when, you, when, you, when you're sick of that, you can step up your holiday game and um, go to Cairns. Because everyone, exactly. not necessarily the main street of Cairns, but <laughs> Barry Reef and the Tablelands and the rainforest. Yeah. Queensland just has it all.
0: You should be in the marketing board.
1: I'm accepting checks as of now.
0: Yes, hear that, Queensland tourism, get on board. So, um, you know, and, yes, their slogan is, Where is you- Queensland?
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Well, Tommy, nowhere, really. You have been really, but as much as you love the land of the Queen, you haven't been to many places, really, because a big state. No,
1: it? not really. It is a big state. All the states are big. Like, that's the problem. Um <laughs> It's not Queensland-specific. Like, you say you've been there. <laughs> They're all huge. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a, probably a thing with Australia in general, isn't it? Like, you get to- When you do one of- the, My brother actually sent me today one of those, you know, the app where you can say I've been there. And it's like with Australia, like, mm-hmm. if you've been to Australia, you get tick the whole thing. And it colours in the whole continent. And you're like, well, that's that's not fair, really. Like, have you? <laughs> you know, you get a really madness. big percentage of the world. Um, yeah. But you've actually really probably only been to, like, I can't could, even, like a 10,000th The Gold Coast and 100,000th of the land. So, yeah, no, I, I knew that. And, um, you know, and that was something that we, when we were talking about these episodes, actually, even I said, I don't think I'm qualified enough to do justice to the Queensland episode. Mm. I. I aim to, and I'm trying to, and I'm loving exploring my own state. And even next weekend, we're heading to the Sunshine Coast, which I've been to, but we're going to a new area. We're going to Caloundra. Um, so just trying to do things like that. But I mean, heading inland, I haven't even gone there and, and that's what welcoming our lovely guest, Natasha, um, I, she has done a lot, and as a travel writer, she actually knows a lot about the state, and I, you know, basically selfishly just got heaps of great tips off this episode.
1: Good, good. Yeah, (laughs) Natasha's been great with the tips. Yeah. No, wait, someone else has has been Natasha, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was very, um, very, very helpful, and she actually has her own podcast, the Extra Virgin (laughs) Food and Travel Podcast.
1: Why is it called that?
0: Because. Like the oil. Yeah, it's like fun. It's like a fun play on words. I didn't actually ask her that. I will have to get her back so I can ask her that question. But if you go and listen and you listen to probably episode one, you might get an insight. But I might just um, share a little bit about Natasha because she is very fascinating. Um, So she said, I was bitten by the travel bug extremely early and as a child indulged my curiosity by ringing random numbers in countries like Alaska or the Congo and asking whoever answered questions about their country until my parents figured out why their phone bill was always so high. So becoming a travel writer was a natural progression. She likes to go off-piste. Well, I'll say it in first person. I like to go off-piste when I travel, the countries next door to the popular destinations, which is something we discussed on the episode, the third cities, the dusty museums in tiny towns, the quirky festivals, the homely and the home-cooked. I travel like I eat never satisfied, forever over-ordering or over-planning in an effort to try and cram in as much as possible. Life is too short to stay at home or say no to cannoli for breakfast, right? Oh, gosh, you can tell she's a travel writer, right? How good is that you bio? Can,
1: yeah, she, that's great. Um, I'm a little bit concerned, though, about her being the inspiration for that Simpsons episode where Bart does the collect call to, to Australia.
0: <laughs> yes, that's that's how that all kicked off. It was it was Natasha. That's her like call to fame. Oh yes, no no. And um Natasha, I'm sorry to all our other guests who have been fantastic. Natasha did give some of the best fun facts ever. Wow. And I nearly didn't. I nearly didn't ask. And at the end, she said, "Can I say a couple more things?" <laughs> I was like, "Sure." And then, okay, just this one. Why am I giving it away? Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't
1: give it away. Don't give it away. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm so sh- sure someone who writes bios like that um, has has wonderful fun tracks as well.
0: Yeah. Honestly, this could fast become one of my favourite episodes. Um, I hope you all enjoy listening. If you're loving on Queensland and you want a bit more about where I live, the Gold Coast, we had that way back in episode 17. And because I do live here, I'm sure we'll have many, many more wonderful Queensland episodes. But... Right now, let's try and cover as much of the state as possible and jump in to this one. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast, Natasha. I would love to start with the existential question of who are you? So tell us a bit about yourself.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you, Emma, for having me. I'm a food and travel writer, and that's a job I've been doing since before the days of the internet, believe it or not. Uh, these days I'm freelance and I'm probably doing a little bit more of the food writing of late than travel. I also have a, I also have a travel podcast, extra virgin food and travel that I started two and a half years ago.
0: So that's me. Amazing. That's uh, yeah. Well, yay. Podcasting travel. And the way we got connected was through the fabulous Amanda Kendall, from the thoughtful travel podcast so we're a, we're a niche little group aren't we here in australia the travel podcasting yeah group. we
2: we are i think we're growing though
0: so. it's interesting i just thought it was like come on travel everybody wants to talk about travel so <laughs> there's like hundreds of them but um you know happy to be an a niche and happy to talk about it
2: mm, well i i'm doing obviously both of my loves food and travel in my podcast which
0: mm. uh, yeah well, it becomes it's one of the things that we bring up a lot on the, the podcast and something that people can always um kind of come together on and and whenever I post in our travel community group on Facebook about food, it's always a popular post and tends to be that I apologize at the start because we're probably going to make everybody hungry uh because you I'm sure have some fabulous tips. but we are here today to talk about Queensland where we both actually live. <laughs> Now, have you always lived in Queensland, and and where are you living right now?
2: I haven't always lived in Queensland. I lived for ten years in uh, the UK and in Italy, but apart from that, I've always lived in Queensland. In fact, um, I've lived. I live in Red Hill in Brisbane, which is an inner city suburb. I've been here for more than twenty years. But I grew up in Ipswich, which is a city about 45 minutes from Brisbane. So I've always pretty much um, lived in Queensland. I haven't lived in any other states in Australia.
0: Wow, there you go. Well, then you're perfect for this episode. That is wonderful. Um, I'm quickly going to touch on Italy, my goodness. Uh, Is that where the love of food started or did you go there because of the, the food or was that just chance?
2: Actually... My parents offered me for my 21st birthday a choice between having a big party or going to Italy where my aunt, my mother's sister, was living. So she married a Florentine man and I had always, always loved travel. And I had this fascination with Italy because my Italian cousins used to come to Australia every year for what were the European summer holidays And I just thought they were the most exotic. There were four four girls and I just thought they were the most exotic creatures ever with their accents and the way they could speak Italian. You know, they're all beautiful and so stylish. And so from a very young age, um, there were two things. One was I wanted to learn Italian and the other was that I wanted to go to Italy to visit. So I started learning Italian Italian. my cousins would teach me oops my cousins would teach me words and phrases, um, and then yeah at uh, at twenty one I jetted off to Florence, and I lived there for a while as a nanny, working as a nanny wow. and learning italian and It would turn out that my life was going to be quite entwined with Italy because when I went to London, I met an Italian and wow. um, So we were together for, we lived together for five years. He came from an island just off the coast of Naples called Ischia. So we used to spend time there as well. So I did end up learning Italian and I did end up living in Italy.
0: Oh, wow. Well, that's amazing. And Florence, oh, that was, I've only been to Italy once. I I say I held it off for many years because I just wanted to do all the things and, I, and then I got. I was like, oh, have I built it up too much, because everybody wants to go to Italy. I don't know. It's just oh. one of these, it's like Paris and Italy, like people are like, mm. have never traveled, but want to go there. And mm. then I got there and I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and now my husband and I, we would love to do, um, we loved Montepulciano. So I think oh, that Tuscany region is so, it's what you imagine, I guess, Italy to mm. be. Oh, of course, you've got the islands and the city too, but that, you know,
2: it is of- quintessential, the the Tuscan, mm. the Tuscan region is quintessential what we imagine Italy to be. We, my now husband, also loves Italy, go every year and we have pretty much seen everything um we've pretty much visited every region from the north to the south just before COVID hit we did sicily which was one of the last regions on our list so i miss it terribly
0: oh okay we won't make you we made um darius very sad the other week with new south wales and Bit getting on nostalgic so we won't do that <laughs> no. uh we'll stick with where we are and that uh, we're very fortunate to travel here but it is nice to daydream and it's nice to imagine and and to have that future hope and and how wonderful that you made such a dream come true. And we did do an Italy episode without any Italians or Italian uh, related. So we might have to do an Italy part <laughs> two and invite you back.
2: Oh, I'd be very happy to talk about
0: Italy. Oh, you're, you've just moved to my regular guest list. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you tell us where you're from. Tell me a big question when you live here and have lived for so long, but Uh, Well, I've actually skipped a question, but I'm going to jump straight to this. What's your favourite place in Queensland?
2: Well, I love wine. And when I travel around the world, I will always be, I'll I'll always gravitate towards uh, regions that produce wine. So for me, it's the Granite Belt. I've been visiting the Granite Belt, um, which is southwest of Brisbane for about 15 years and i've watched it develop slowly it's it's a wine district it has about 50 wineries and doors. it's it's a cold climate which um sounds strange to people listening out of queensland but um we queenslanders do love a fire
0: yes <laughs> yeah i love the going up to the ma- or a mountainy area or country because we we obviously have such an a long and amazing and beautiful very famous coastline but yes because we have that we yes you crave that country and snuggly and, and cold
2: <laughs> yeah just for a little while we don't want it forever but no, yeah, just just a for weekend.
0: but it's actually also-
2: <laughs> it's really lovely in summer there as well actually because it's a little bit cooler and um you know they've got these lovely creeks and and um, streams that you can swim in. There's beautiful bushwalks to escape the heat a little bit. And, of course, there's a fantastic food, and and to complement the wine, there's a fantastic food industry there as well, which is getting better and better every year.
0: That is so serendipitous because last night I was literally looking up. I've read it, I looked up an article the other week. I just was searching sort of places to stay in Queensland, because I'm trying to like just look at the map and pick out randomly because we do tend to gravitate to the same sort of areas. The Gold Coast is obviously one of Australia's most popular mm. destinations, um, really far up at the moment, but Cairns, um, Sunshine Coast, so you've got Noosa and... and you know, and even then, you know, the Sunshine Coast has all these beaches, but people go to Noosa. People, mm. you know, the Gold Coast has all these different suburbs and locations, but people go to Burley Heads and Broad Beach and Surfers. So I'm trying to stay and go to different places. And we've done a few of the, like, you know, I looked at the list and I was like, yes, done, done, done. But Stanthorpe came up, which is on mm-hmm. the granite belt. And last night, I only learnt that word or that phrase, the granite belt, last night because I was looking up Stanthorpe and actually thinking <laughs> – I just wish I knew someone who knew where to stay and where to go. So when you're looking at bookings.com, you know, and I know not everybody loves these, but bookings.com or Airbnb or whatever, because I'm just trying to get an idea of what the accommodation's like and where you could stay. And But, you know, because I don't know the region, it's like, is this a good spot? Is that a good spot? What is there to do? And I could see some pretty pictures um, and the countryside-ish thing, but I was like, I don't even know where to start. So, yay, <laughs> you are now my granite belt guide
2: well i can give you lots of tips for the granite belt and actually my favorite place there is Ballandine, which is a small village outside of stanthorpe it's it's more of that sort of country it's it's closer to a lot of the wineries and it's also very close to the girouin national park which is beautiful for walks that's the classic photo that you would have seen with the Mm.
0: rock. yes and then is toowoomba counted in the granite belt
2: no no it's, it starts, I think, at Warwick it, of the Great, the Southern Downs District, I think it's called. But um, the Granite Belt for me is really when you hit Stanthorpe.
0: Mm-hmm. And a friend talked about it. She was like, oh, sometimes I just like to get in the car and I go out there. And so I've, it's sort of I've heard it but hadn't really thought of it. But I guess with this, the beauty of this pandemic and this, this time of being stuck, stuck in our beautiful state is that I want to get to some of those places and the places that, um, you know, it's not that far actually for us, probably, I think it was maybe even two hours, two and a half or something. And I've never been to Toowoomba either. So yes, again, you sort of, I'm, I very much like the typical traveler, um, and tourist to Australia. I've I've hung to the coast and, and in Queensland hung to the Southeast. So, which is why I wanted someone to come on who's seen more of it. So that's, so perfect. And the Southern Downs, I've heard that before, but I didn't really know what it meant.
2: Mm, yeah, from work. Um, and I'm happy to come on anytime and uh, <laughs> tell, you, tell you about the Granite Belt
0: as well. Well, I would love to, you know, we had a Gold Coast episode and that's the thing, you know, um, we've had an Australia episode, which is obviously you can only just touch on things. And then when we had our New South Wales episode the other week, it just—it was like, and then this, and then that, and then that. And it's like we're going to have to, you know, really drill down on each – region
1: and mm. each area
0: and, you know, even a city, you know, they've got some of them. You can't, you can't, well, I mean, 40 minutes is never enough. But anyway, mm-hmm. tell me a few other, let's just rattle off a couple because I've already listed a few just there, but can you tell us some famous places in Queensland or I guess some some of the highlight places of Queensland?
2: Yeah, well, of course you've mentioned the Gold Coast, which has been really interesting watching the development of the Gold Coast because when I was young it was always this kind of, blitzy, but you know, somehow superficial kind of place, Hacking. and it's been. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. And no, so it's
0: it yeah. was, and people when we moved here, we moved here five years ago. People went, so do you like it? And we like cringe <laughs> as they said it, or like, so are you enjoying it? I'm like, um, I don't understand the question. Like, beautiful beaches, hinterland, and you know, you know, like, as it has shifted. So yes, sorry, please continue. Yeah, but it's, yes. it's got it's got
2: a really um growing cultural side to it that's quite surprising you know lots of art um and also a fantastic food scene oh my mm. gosh it Seems like there's something new opening on the gold coast every week it's it's incredible i do like the southern end of the gold coast you know it's a bit cliche but Burley, you know it's like a village of food and drink and then you've got the gorgeous the walk over the burly headlands and mm beach there is just beautiful. And is is there anything better than, you know, eating a a lobster roll at rickshaws, you know, with the sand between your toes? And
0: looking up towards that view, I took one of my friends actually Um, I did a food and wine tour, um, in Burley, which was great and taught me some new places. And there's a little, um, shop called Glossy and they do amazing, just, you know, I'm sure you would love it. It's got Italian and local produce. That's all they have. And it's all those little yummy little things. You just want a little bit of everything. And so our friend and I went and got some little yummies and then went to the bottle shop and got some little bottles of, um, sparkling. And then we went and had a picnic at Burley Head looking back. Toward the Gold Coast, and that that view with the rocks there mm. that almost look like they're out of Hawaii or something, with the beautiful oh, pink and bar trees. Like it's very quintessential Gold Coast.
2: It is. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. And then of course there's the Great Barrier Reef, which mm-hmm. is one of the few naturals. Um, what is it? Which of course is visible from space. Apparently, the natural
0: wonder of the world. Yeah.
2: Thank you. I haven't checked that out myself, but uh, (laughs) not from space anyway. I have um, have the barrier reef. Um, And, of course, you know, fringing the barrier reef is the Daintree Rainforest, Mm. which is 180 million years old, which is pretty amazing. However, I recently have been heading inland a little bit and I've been surprised to discover things, you know, famous places in Queensland that are not on the coast or – nothing to do with the reef, like Balcaldon, where the Australian Labor Party was formed. And there's heaps of history there. It's a very small town in outback Queensland. And there was a shearer's strike there. And, um, you know, unions were formed and the Labor Party was formed there. Um, so it's it's a really important part of Australian history. And then there's Longreach, where our national mm. airline, Qantas, was established, and there is heaps to do there. You could spend a week probably there. So yeah, don't 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 ignore those places. Don't just stick to the coast when you come to Queensland is my advice.
0: And there are um, more and more things coming. My one of my friends, they she works in, with museums and exhibits, and they do sort of. Um you know, a lot of education fitting out those museums. And they recently have been out to places, places I'd never heard of, like Roma. And um, oh, there's another one and they've just built this, it's inside an air, um, oh, what do you call it? Airline carrier, what do you call those? You know, where they keep the planes. Anyway, and um, they found all this stuff from World War II and they have like letters from these um, military, uh, you know, the US, because the US were um, military were based out there and, um, and they built like the inside of um, a ship inside this air hangar. Like it's, you know, they do amazing stuff. And so these are places that I'd never heard of. I'll have to put them in the show notes because I'll have to ask her where they are. But you know, they're just, I was like, oh, I didn't even think to go. I do not know where the road goes. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, and a place that I went to recently, because like, you know, we always have those famous places like Cairns. Um, I went to Mission Beach and it was my first time on the plane since the pandemic had started. Um, So very feeling very, very fortunate to be in Australia. And it was because of Amanda, again, Amanda Kendall, bringing everyone together, six degrees. Uh, In her podcast group, there was Kirsten Pilz, who was running a writing, writing, I have to articulate my teeth, writing as in, you know, with pen and paper retreat in Mission Beach. And so my first flight was from Gold Coast to Cairns. And I just, bawled my eyes out because looking out the window over this stunning you know getting to fly over the Great Barrier Reef and being like this is my home like this is my country and this is this was so accessible to us and um yeah and then the drive down from Cairns to Mission Beach was epic because you go through past the Dane Tree you've got these bouldery mountainous sort of you know these cliff faces and then just yeah beautiful rainforest location and then the next thing you know you're on a beach and you could be it looks like sri lanka could be
2: just uh, it's so beautiful we are we are really really lucky
0: and somewhere i'd love to get to which is so much this is like a way further trip but somewhere like you know there's cape tribulation and like Mm. you know from you think cairns is high up in 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 queensland trying to get to the top like it's that point it's huge it's a huge state i think people don't realize how big we are
2: No, they don't. And I was lucky enough to go to Cape Tribulation. um, I guess it was just before the pandemic actually. And two of my greatest fears are crocodiles and sharks. (laughs) There I am having both of them. So, we're doing snorkeling out on a reef off Cape Tribulation. And it was, it was so amazing. And I overcame my fear and I got into the water and you know I was absolutely fine. but yeah, just just to have that incredible rainforest that comes right down to the beach and meets the the white sand and the blue of the ocean, it's just it's it's a once in a lifetime place that you you we should make the effort, I guess, to push for further north and and see.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think you know hopefully with you know, Yes, international is going to open up, but I think there's still going to be this um, appetite for domestic. And I mean, gosh, I, like hasn't you know another famous place? But you know, we're try. It's lovely to highlight the different places um, because most people know. But you got Hamilton and, and the Wit Sundays, and I guess people wanting to have that overseas or that tropical holiday feel. And I'm doing inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that is a great place to go. But my goodness, it's not cheap traveling oh. <laughs> there. Okay. Okay. So. It,
2: it would be interesting to see what's happening there now, because of course those places rely a lot on international tourism, um, and I know they've been very, very hard hit in the last year or so. So, if if you can get up there, um, you know, I know that they are suffering. So
0: yeah, try. and it's been look, it's been nice to see quite a lot of friends. Um, I saw some friends recently go to Lady Elliot. That's another quite exotic place and unique, and you know that they are pricey and they're places that potentially in a normal year when you do want to do other things you wouldn't put aside that money but when you usually have maybe an international holiday budget you're going well I will put that budget towards um, some some of these experiences that you know it took me um, I remember being asked by our parents when I was 11 do you want to go to the Great Barrier Reef or do you want to go to Bali and we were like duh Bali and then I got to (laughs) I was 27 before I Got to Cairns and got to the Great Barrier Reef, and it's like, come on, guys, like see your own country and take that time and and set aside, um, yeah, set set aside the time to to explore and to understand it, you know. So other overseas visitors have seen these. Epic world wonders that I hadn't seen, and it's up up the road essentially. Oh,
2: absolutely, same. And you know, Emma, talking about the Great Barrier Reef. One of the greatest secrets of the Great Barrier Reef is actually the southern Great Barrier Reef, where you're talking about um, Lady Elliot, Lady Elliot, and Lady Musgrave Island, which are the most southern islands of the Great Barrier Reef, which are totally unspoiled. Like you don't get that kind of tourism that you do mm. when you. Go further north and go to Cairns and go out to the Great Barrier Reef islands, but they have this absolutely incredible um, amount of wildlife. So I can't remember which of the islands it is, but one of them is very famous for its rays. Manta- it's just Manta- got you know, yeah, Manta- Manta- rays everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and there's one there that is a pink ray, and it's the world's only pink ray that they've ever found, and it's called Inspector Clouseau, apparently. <laughs>
0: That is so cool. I'll have to ask them if they saw it. I've got, yeah, they've just been, I've, you know, I'm really it's on my radar because they've just been posting photos all this week and it looks, it just, yeah, absolute wildlife
2: mm, on the land. You can swim with turtles and you can swim with whales and, and uh, you know, they're, they're doing a lot to protect it. So it's it's much more of that sort of rustic wildlife experience, I think, than the more developed islands in the north. But, um, yeah, great hidden secret
0: yeah and one of the more popular um you know the gateway it's called the gateway to the great barrier reef would be fraser island so there's um that does get a lot of um air time and for good reason i haven't been there that's another one on my list but you know you go up to you drive so f- that's probably more accessible so if people don't have the time or don't have um you know you really do have to fly to get to cairns but if you were in the gold coast or brisbane you can drive up to harvey bay which is about three hours from brisbane four and a half we've got lovely friends there and um beautiful spot itself famous for the whales and then you can get out to Fraser island from there and you are touching that's how big the great Barrier reef is you know <laughs> you're touching the great Barrier reef um from there and then it goes all the way up so you don't like you said you, there's other ways to see that wonder and to experience it without having to do um that same tourist route
2: yeah and it's it's a lot cheaper
0: mm. to Which stay is on to one know. of those
2: yeah the southern barrier Reef islands is a lot cheaper
0: i love it So I guess if you can, what would be if people had were coming to Queensland for the first time, and for maybe for people who've always done the regular things, what would be your first timer itinerary? Let's say we've got a week or so.
2: All right. Well, of course you have to come to Brisbane. Um, we have a, an amazing art and culture scene here. So walk around the streets, look at the fantastic street art. Visit Goma, which is you know, one of the best galleries in Australia, if not the best. But also check out some of the smaller galleries. There's one, for example, called Artisan, which is in Bowen Hills, and it's dedicated to Queensland arts and crafts. So there's lots of wonderful quirky exhibitions on there, but you can also um, buy Locally made things from jewellery to ceramics, um, mostly made by Queenslanders and, and often with a Queenslander theme. So they're great to take home as souvenirs. Then, of course, I'd had to head to the Gold Coast. But unless you're really into theme parks, I would keep driving south to Burley Heads and I'd probably spend a few days on Burley, Burley Heads because the beaches are just gorgeous. And, you know, there's that great food and drink scene. Spend some time, um, you know, have a drink on one of the rooftop bars as you watch the sunset. You know, there's so many great places to eat and drink there. Then on the further north, of course, there's the Sunshine Coast. Um, I would recommend that people get off the highway before they hit the Sunshine Coast and go through the hinterland maybe Mm. Laney or Montville.
0: Which, Love them,
2: yes. Yeah, they're very cute little villages. Um, pack your togs, which sounds strange. Well, you probably, hopefully you already have your swimmers with you because you're going to go to uh, to the beach. But um, there are beautiful waterfalls to swim there, like Gardener's Falls or Condolilla Falls, um, which is yes, sort of in
0: rainforest. Yeah, yeah did the bushwalk, beautiful. And there's little tea houses along um, just there as well. It's really Great little, um yeah, half day sort of. Outfit.
2: Yeah, and cheese factories and mm. a craft brewery and uh, yeah, it's really worth spending a few days there. And then, of course, go down to the the seaside. Noosa is insanely popular, but I'd actually recommend staying somewhere like Sunshine Beach and just visiting Noosa because Sunshine's a gorgeous beach and it has a a dog beach there as well, which is useful if you're taking your dog with you. Um, and it's far less crowded than than Noosa. Um, then, of course, you need to continue on north to Cairns and um, and experience the Great Barrier Reef. So that would probably be my first time as um, guide to, to seeing Queensland.
0: Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. And, and dirt, like on that, we'll just say if you've only got a week, do not drive. It is a, a big trip, though, <laughs> um, you know, a very popular thing for um travelers and probably younger travelers uh was that east coast road trip people would fly and come into sydney and they would go travel all the way up the east coast to cairns like that was such a popular route but for me personally the highest i've been is bunderberg in the car and then uh i've been to um townsville magnetic island mission beach cairns but they were by plane and have fortunately done a little bit of you know, in the cars around there, but one trip that we're hoping to do soon, and we had it booked in and then we recently had a lockdown was to go up to Agnes Waters and, um, 1770. So that's about a seven and a half hour drive from, um, Gold Coast, but stopping along the way, especially as I have, I have a little one at the moment. Uh, but then, you know, looking on to my, um, husband has an auntie in Mackay. So I'm like, well, let's, keep on going. It's another five hours. Foreigners are probably listening to this going, what? But for an Australian, this is like, I mean, my husband's a bit like this, that's a bit much. And I'm like, that's fine. You can just fly up and meet me. I'm going to do a little, you know, stop along the way. And then I'd love to keep going because I've not been to like Airlie Beach, which again is a very popular, um, probably more like I know a lot of travelers. I heard about it through um, sort of backpacker travelers um, years ago. So it's that because it's on that route. Uh, And then Continuing up. So I would probably turn around and come back after that. But uh, early Beach would be, I think that's the gateway to Hamilton and the Whit Sundays. Am I?
2: Do you know? I have never been to the Whit Sundays, believe it or not.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. We're going, you and me. That's yeah. it. <laughs> get Amanda, fly over. We're going. We're having it. We'll have our own um, writer's retreat. We'll make it a tax I deductible. Just, I just say,
2: though, Emma, that there are bits, there are boring bits in an East <laughs> Coast road trip i have okay. i've done to townsville um and i don't know that i would do it again to be honest um i love the drive to Bundaberg, and i love mm. bagara which is the beach site yes. of bunderberg and that's an amazing place to go a couple of times a year the turtles return there and they come up onto the shore and you can actually go at night and watch them lay their eggs with a, a ranger. It's all all very carefully controlled. Um, and then I think from about now till the end of December maybe is when the turtles hatch. So you can go and watch the, the babies hatch out of the eggs. What um, a
0: great tip.
2: It's a beautiful place and beautiful beaches there. I've just been there and, in fact, to Agnes Waters in 1770. Um, probably about a month ago, I think.
0: Ah, um, we yeah. were in the same time. My-, My in Gladstone, he worked in Gladstone, which isn't um, apparently. Uh, apparently, again, it's coming. It's one of those places that's coming up mm. and um, transforming. So when he was there, there wasn't a lot going on, but it seems like, I guess, as people spread to the regions and, and want to get out of the city and, and develop those areas, you know, and bring local business. Um, you know there is more there, so yeah, he had told me about you know they'd done trips to 1770, but I actually did a, a promotional job in Bundaberg, and I wasn't excited, I must say, because <laughs> Bundaberg is associated with the rum. It's famous for the rum, and they have the distillery there, and they actually have the, the the wonderful Bundaberg ginger beer as well. So everybody knows it for that. But I I did I did have that stereotype from of that Bundaberg was going to be really bogan, and I just wasn't excited. But when I got there. I didn't realise that it was that coastal play and even mm. flying into the airport, it was like so tropical and then there was a little, um, just off the main street, I went for a walk one day and there was a little animal park sort of in one of the parks and then we went out for dinner One Night in, in Bagara. and it was just, I was like I could totally come here. for This would be such a perfect little family holiday place. It's it is, It's like a...
2: Turning back time, it's like a retro holiday, Bagara in particularly, um, it's like a retro seaside um, holiday destination. And I actually am a big fan of Bundaberg. I've probably been there around five times, a couple of times for um, jobs, for working, but I have chosen to go there myself. And there is so much to do there. You know, there's all the, it's, it's quite unusual in that you don't get a lot of places in Australia where farms meet the seed like that, you know, and, and the people that live there, they can be driving home from work and they'll just pull up at a roadside stall to get some sweet potatoes or something, (laughs) you know, and you can pick your own strawberries, which are just, there's a strawberry farm there. Um, tina berries, and the best strawberries I've ever tasted in my life. You know, red all the way through, and mm-hmm. when you pick them and the sun warmed and just juicy, it, oh, so good.
0: Hey, we told you we made you hungry, and <laughs> actually, um, we we chatted off there. But um, Holly Galbraith, who's been on one of our episodes before, she's hosting a food um, destination food. She hosts a conference, and that is going to be in Bundaberg. And yeah, that- you, you know, I I'm the converted. And I actually did when I was there because um, I said I had friends in Harvey Bay. So I usually, yeah, if you can get off the highway, it's great. because The Bruce Highway is awful and it is not an exciting drive. So the more you can get off and if you have the time, go off. So I drove, I would have usually driven the highway, but we, I drove sort of the, the smaller road from Bundaberg to Harvey Bay. And, you know, that song, um, This Is Australia, you know, lightning cracks open the yeah. fields, that <laughs> happened. Oh, I've driving and oh, every time I'm in Harvey Bay, I've, I've been there when there's been like a like sort of almost hurricane. There's always a storm when I'm there, but the lightning cracked, the light, the sky lit up and the, the cane fields, I was driving past the cane fields and I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. The lightning does crack over the cane fields and it was, dude, it just was like, wow, this is Australia. It's a great experience. It was epic and, you know, um, bits, bits. those roads are very dark so it's a bit like, oh, maybe I won't do this drive at night again. <laughs> the daytime is, is definitely recommended but right near there as well, one that's been on my bucket list and I keep saying next time I go because I do go up to, they're in Tugan um, and very fortunate. where I love seeing them. Their um, house is just, oh, sorry, not Tugan, Tugan's down here. Tugam is just north of Harvey Bay and they are literally their backyard goes on to the water uh, and then oh, north-facing wow. because they come in a little bit. So it's such a beautiful spot. And, uh, you know, I've been very fortunate to go, but Rainbow, I always get confused. Rainbow Bay, Rainbow Beach is right near I there. think
2: Rainbow Bay is on the Gulf. Beach Yes, so it's Rainbow
0: yeah. Beach, and it's a very popular camping spot and apparently it's just charming and lovely and I still haven't got there. And so I keep saying next time I go, we're going to set aside a night to spend at Rainbow Beach. But that's the thing, you've got, I love all these famous places and I I love that, you know, we're known for these, but if you have the time, go to the famous spot and then go a sidestep, literally 15 minutes or half an hour to the left or right of that famous place and you will be, you know, met by this very similar but charmingly different um, and untouched sort of Real that Australian is place.
2: in life actually Emma is to take uh, I say like off piece travel or taking the the roadless travel travel <laughs> my <laughs> favorite favorite thing ever
0: is it's just it's such a oh, such a you feel like um yeah you've just discovered a secret and um and it's really it's that um yeah, traveling with your eyes wide open. It's such a wonderful experience. That sounds
2: like your road trip is getting very, very long. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, this is probably why my husband doesn't want to do it. Cause I um yeah, well, look, while we've got the time and um it's good to have my own car with my with our little ones. So but yes, no, I might have this might have to be a few <laughs> road trips. <laughs> um so tell me, look, food. You know, food. Are there any unique foods or like foods that when you're in Queensland, you have to have?
2: You know, we can get just about everything everywhere in Australia these days, can't we? Um, so I, I can't think apart from something like a Morton Bay bug, which is very similar to a, a Balmain bug, which is a, a type of seafood. It's kind of like a, a lobster, but it has a more crab-shaped shell, and it has beautiful, sweet flesh. And it's found in Morton Bay, which is the the sea, the bay uh, just off the coast of Brisbane. Apart from that, strangely, one thing that we do have, which nobody else has in, a, in a, any other state, is our own unique Arnott's ginger nut biscuit. So apparently every state in Australia has a different recipe of ginger nut biscuits. Ah. So if you have one in New South Wales, it will taste different to the ones in Queensland. The ones in Queensland are darker and sweeter, and I believe from memory they're harder and um, New South Wales ginger nuts. So there you go.
0: I do enjoy those. I do enjoy those. Are there any, I mean, this is a tough question again, but um, are there any sort of maybe restaurants or like food, like you said, with the strawberries near Bundaberg, are there any of those sorts of food-like experiences that people could have that would would feel like Queensland? And, And we mentioned the wine as well, going to Stanthorpe.
2: Uh look, I think I think I mentioned the the bug roll at Rickshaw's. I think that's a really
0: natural mm-hmm. cool,
2: um Queensland dining experience. Um oh shit. I honestly can't think of any, you know?
0: <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, it's it's a tough question. It's just the, I think it was for me probably based off South Australia where they've got the iced coffee, and their fruit chocs. Like there's just some states where there's things that you'd never heard of before and then you go there and everybody talks about it and you're like, what is this?
2: I think the, the issue with Queensland food is that it's so good that all the other states have adopted it, like our West Macro <laughs> bars that used to be Queensland now you can find all over the country because they're too good not to share with the rest of Australia.
0: And for me, it's it's um, what's coming to mind. It is mangoes. It just it feels like I guess we, we are a more tropical sort of place, so it feels like... Get into your fruits um, and, and actually fruit picking. Uh, a lot of backpackers, so we've mentioned them before, a lot of backpackers when they have to do, if they want to stay on longer, they often come to Queensland to do the fruit picking so that, you know, yes, it does get exported you know, domestically and international, but, um, you know, we do get really, really yummy fruits and our climate suits that.
2: And we do, uh, we do have our fruit, large fruit icons. We have the big pineapple on the yeah. Sunshine Coast. And uh, even though pineapples, I believe they came from Hawaii originally. And then we have um, the Big Mango, which is just outside of Bowen from memory. I have visited it. And I do remember there was a bit of a scandal that the, the Big Mango was stolen at one stage, but I do believe they recovered it. So <laughs> it's back now.
0: You get, yeah, yes, yeah, so you've got to see those. And um, the, the Big Pineapple is, is super fun. And it's actually not that far off the highway. It's um, yeah. quite close to... Um, an iconic place in in Queensland the Australia Zoo which Steve Irwin uh, created and his family still runs so you know when you're in that area there's definitely like you said actually Mullaney has some amazing food experiences they have some really famous um, well, not famous now like they X you know things that have come out of there there's some ice cream that's so delicious from up there and the cheeses and it's just charming up there so definitely a foodies paradise up in those little hill here is. And great restaurant. Mm. Um, so best time of year to visit. Tough one with Queensland.
2: <laughs> it is, but, you know, I think autumn and winter are absolutely beautiful here. The heat can be a bit much if you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's really draining that kind of sub, subtropical heat. But our winters are just beautiful. You know, the skies are blue and it, they, they feel so huge. It's like you're watching an IMAX movie or something, you know. Um, and also the, the water um, the water in the Great Barrier Reef, around the Great Barrier Reef and the islands is clearer in that the visibility is better in winter. So it's a great time to go uh, diving or snorkeling as well.
0: Yeah, I'd second that. My favourite month and it is my birthday month, so I'm probably biased. But August, I just find the weather is perfect. July, August, um, we're about 23, 24 most days. It's just Mm. the perfect temperature. Yep, I'm looking at the window right now. It's blue skies. I mean, we are now in September, but blue skies, crystal clear. The sun's on your skin not too hot. Um, Then you have the opportunity to to get that mountainy, like if you, you know, last year for my birthday, went to Sunshine Coast and we also had a little weekend away at Mount Tambourine. So you can have that wintry mountain fireplace feel, but then you can also drive down, especially up, you know, Sunshine Coast or Tambourine, in 40 minutes you can drive down and be at the beach and having a splash. So they they are my recommended for travelers to come and, and to come visit and I've had had visitors come and it's just such a um, yeah a lovely season and you know for australians if they are at more south coming up in those months to escape the winter yeah,
2: absolutely i'd i'd stay away from school holidays if at all possible which um I usually i think the end of june and mid-september i think for for a couple of weeks but apart yes. that,
0: oh, yeah. i'd also avoid november it's um, end of November is a uh, start of December is Schoolies. Oh. Uh, avoid the Gold Coast, sorry. <laughs> avoid the Gold Coast. Um, it is Schoolies and there will be thousands of 18-year-olds and they like, somewhat- like Spring
2: Break is what Americans would call spring
0: break. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty crazy, especially oh, the theme parks. My husband works at SeaWorld, so they that is his probably least favourite time of the year. And um, January, actually, I, I, I kind of hibernate in- um, in those first few weeks of jan because obviously yes you know understandably people have school holidays and we have our big summer break over that time for school so i really actually love those first weeks of jan um hanging out at home and we're very fortunate to have a pool and to have the water nearby so i like to keep local and i say you know the tourists can have all the other things and i'll enjoy them the rest of the year
2: Mm, yeah no, that's fair
0: that's a a sneaky local tip so stay home (laughs) let the locals have it. And then we'll go back to our, our, um, enjoying all those spoils later on. I know I, I really annoy people with my social media, um, because you know, we, we are fortunate. We live in this tropical, amazing place. Queensland is, is like a holiday every day. <laughs> um, so best, any travel tips you've, you've um, yeah. Top travel tip for Queensland or cause you are a travel writer. Do you have a travel tip in general for our listeners?
2: Look, I would like to give a Queensland travel tip and that is to head inland and explore the Queensland outback. I don't know if people realise how much there is to do. I've done a couple of trips recently and, and and more because of COVID and not being able to go anywhere. It's forced me to explore a little bit and I was running out of places to go. So, I headed west. There, There is just so much to do. So, Stop somewhere like Mitchell where there are hot artesian springs that you can bathe Mm. unique experience. Go to Charleville, which I think might be the place. That's
0: where it is. Yes, Charleville. That's where the the hangar is, yep.
2: And that is a fantastic tour to do. So it's called something like the Secret History Tour and it talks because this American base that you were referring to was a secret base and it was apparently – just north enough, but inland enough so that um it was just out of range of the Japanese bombs, which is why they they built it there. Um, but you you go on this incredible tour, and there are, for example, just in the bush, there are these sort of um depressions in the in the ground, and our guide was saying that's where the American soldiers used to come once a week for their barbs, their weekly barbs, they'd fill up this these troughs. And they were actually, like, filled with DDT and stuff to get rid of their, yeah, to get rid of their, um, you know, the, the fleas and things that they had picked up on the way. So, you know, a lot of them died because they're bathing in these poisonous chemicals.
0: Well, it's like mosquito repellent on crack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah nice.
2: um, and there's the remnants of the old dance hall they had there mm. and the old shower block. So that's really interesting. Um, you know, places like Bulia, which is the home of the Min Min lights, which are these mysterious lights which were seen, I don't know, 15 years ago or so that sort of dance and bounce around the, the horizon and nobody's ever been able to figure out what they are. So you can go and, and hunt for those out there. Um, call into Middleton, which used to be a thriving town and has its own dance hall, and now there's just one pub and it's overseen by, by um. Val and Les, who are the only two residents of Middleton now. There's an old Cobb Co coach that's parked outside sort of falling into disrepair as well. It used to be on the Cobb Co route. And, um, you know, then, of course, when they introduced trains, um, that the town just became basically a ghost town. And then, you know, there's long reach as we talked about. There's so much to do. There's the Qantas Museum, the Stockman's Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fantastic sunset cruise that you can do down the river. It is just gorgeous. And then afterwards they take you into the bush where they've set up this um, beautiful dinner that you have in a grove among the trees. Um, mm-hmm. Follow the dinosaur trail that goes around Wynn and Huendon and Richmond so, so much to see and do. My top tip about seeing the Queensland Artback though, is to book. It's crazy. You need to book your tickets to see any of the, these attractions really far in advance.
0: Oh, good. Well, look, that's good to, yeah, plan ahead and um, so much to look forward to because, yeah, sometimes, like I said, you know, those popular places or those well-known places come to mind really quickly. But, yeah, to get to see more and, and to have to make it more a bit more accessible because yes yeah, i you know it is it can be a bit daunting driving off into um, driving inland and driving into the outback and driving the country and um, if if you don't have a lot of time you obviously want to make the most of your time so yes not only one book those tours because you have no idea what you're doing, but also how amazing to support those Queensland operators um, mm-hmm. after these few years and and yes. just what a blessing we have to get to see.
2: And, you know, it's so daunting, much. honestly. It's, uh, most of the roads are tarmac and, uh, you know, you're not ever very far away from a town. They're small towns, but it's not intimidating at all, which is it, it surprised me the first time I did it. You know, I, I thought it was going to be so much, I was a bit scared actually, but
0: yeah, it's fantastic. You it. So yeah, once you've done it, you'll you'll know, and you and you can go. And maybe great to have like a start with those, and and then you know. But um, you know, I'm going to put your have you'll have your contact details in the show notes, so you might end up getting flooded with. You'll definitely be seeing a few emails from me going every time. Going where should I go today? Where should I go? Um, but honestly, I'm I'm getting onto you about that stand Thought thing. So thank you so much for your time and your generous information and. Um, you know, you're the perfect guest because that's exactly what I need. It's very selfishly this episode has helped me a lot. So thank you.
2: You're welcome. Can I can I tell you while we finish a couple of unique things about Queensland?
0: Please? Oh, please. Of course. No, no, please. I want, we want all of this. and I'm going to have to get all, all these show notes. I'll have to go back through and listen.
2: Well, Queensland has the only Everglades outside Florida in the world. So, they're just inland from Noosa, and you can kayak down the Everglades. So, that's a little known fact, but I only learnt that, I guess, two years ago. I did that trip. I had no idea. So,
0: there you go, Darius. Fun fact. And next time you come, I'll take you to the Everglades.
2: Yep. Another fun fact Queensland ma- has made, in 1923, they made the biggest cheese in the world. So, <laughs> It was the Pittsburgh dairy, Pittsworth dairy that made a 1.5 tonne cheese that was going to be sent to the Commonwealth Exhibition in London. And apparently people lined the streets to watch as this giant cheese was, was rolled on a cart <laughs> down on the way to a ship to be shipped to London. So that, yeah. Um, that's pretty interesting. We also have in Queensland the country and maybe even the world, who knows, smallest drive-in theatre. So it's in Jericho. I have been, but i mean in the daytime, and it fits 23 cars. How
0: oh, cute. Yeah.
2: Um, another really unique thing that you need to do if you come to Australia at the right time is it's been called The Greatest Sex Show on Earth, and it's the coral spawning on the Great Barrier Reef <laughs> in November and December.
0: <laughs> And I love how you sold that. You can tell you're a travel writer. I can see that headline come see the greatest show. I'd click that. That's clickbait. <laughs> it
2: is a bit clickbaity. It <laughs> happens after a full moon, somewhere between November and December. You can't predict when it's going to happen because it's when the, t- the sea temperature reaches a certain level and the coral sends out millions of tiny eggs and sperm. And it's apparently an incredible sight. The sea is just filled with this. A little bit gross, actually, no, <laughs>
0: you yeah. think about it, but um, it's a pretty unique experience. is nature magical? I, I have to tell my husband that, isn't it? He? he works at SeaWorld. He's a marine biologist. So if he didn't know already, I'll, I'd love to I'm share sure. that fun fact with him.
2: I'm sure he'd know about that. And you can also sleep under the reef at Hardy Reef, just off Ellie Beach. They're oh. actually sweet, where you can you can sleep under the reef and just watch the the fish go past your window, which would, I haven't done it, but I would love to. It sounds like an absolutely incredible experience.
0: So, I'll add it to our writer's retreat.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, please, please do that. And you can, or another good thing you can do in Queensland, I mentioned before, the dinosaur trail, you can actually join a dig and help um, archaeologists dig dinosaur bones just outside of Winton as well. So that's I think, a pretty unique thing that you can do in Queensland.
0: My friend's son just had a four, uh, his fourth birthday and there were dinosaurs there. So I will have to tell them that. <laughs> that will have to be their next, yeah, real dinosaurs. So they will have to add that to their holiday bucket list.
1: Ah.
2: One more, last one. Queensland's smallest town, Batuta, population zero, So it's now a ghost town. The last resident, his name was Sigmund, I think they used to call him Siggy, um, died in 2004 and requested to be buried in the garden of the pub, which is still standing and, in fact, reopened recently. So you can go and visit the Batuta pub and um, say hello to Siggy while you're there.
0: Is that where the Batuta advocate comes from, the very Mm -hmm. funny, um, silly They do sort of um, spoof stories and uh, it's always very entertaining.
2: It's very funny. And, yes, that is where the Petruda advocate comes from.
0: Oh, my God how did I, uh, Darius is going to slap me. I nearly, nearly ended this episode without our fun facts. And they were all so brilliant. You really raised the bar. Oh, so <laughs> and I've learned some things too. I'm, I'm very notorious for not having facts. I allude to things like my, like Charleville. I'm like, there's this place that this thing happened <laughs> and you know, and then hopefully somebody is listening and, and knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but thank you so much. You are a wealth of knowledge. And, um, you know, I can, as I said, hear your travel writing expertise as you so beautis- beautifully helped us travel vicariously around Queensland.
2: Thank you. I'm always happy to sell more beautiful stupid people, so.
1: Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at lovelytravels on Instagram.
0: Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community.
1: You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com.
0: Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com.
1: And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share and promote our podcast in any shape, way or form. Uh, We are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts. Everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us.
0: All good podcasting locations. So tune in next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening.